Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed. While you're there, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can help make 100 Watts and a Wire listener-supported. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and a Wire gear, and more. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Attention all hams. ICOM knows that ham clubs play a big role in bringing ham communities together. Listen to 100 Watts in a Wire to learn how you can register your club to win ICOM swag, a Skype presentation, or for your ham fest, an ICOM booth set up for your ham club. Learn more at icomamerica.com backslash hams. And LDG, an LDG automatic tuner between your transmitter and antenna will match impedances and ensure maximum power output while protecting your finals from damage due to reflected RF. To learn more, visit ldgelectronics.com. Square Echo Mike 48. This is 100 watts and a wire. Oh, happy new year now. Happy new year to you, baby. Oh, back to the bump and grind. Not the grind like that famous MTV show, baby, where they're bumping their nasties on each other sometime in the early 90s, baby. Oh, who am I trying to fool? I'm sick. I can't even pretend to be cool, deep-voiced DJ from the past. I mean, I can try. I can try, but... Alas, I cannot reach it. You can hear the tones... I'm feeling better. Lord, on the... I'm telling you, I got to turn my headphones up. My headphones up, please. As I wheel myself back to do it. It's not like anybody else is with me this early in the morning, Pete's sake. Yeah, Christmas and New Year's, a time for everyone to get sick and pass along those germs, man. Oh, man, now I'm making all kind of noise with all this racket. My father-in-law laid up on Christmas. My mother-in-law soon after. Both of my little ones get sick. Then my wife. And hello, New Year's Eve. Get your boy. Hardcore man. And the uh, first of the year, the first day of 2019. Rough. Rough, man. I was in bed. I fell asleep in the chair. I did listen to the radio, but fell asleep quite a bit. Now my headphones up a little too loud. Hold on a second here. <clears throat> but so now I'm at the point where it's like, it's just got me. And uh, usually at the end, right on the edge of it, I come out very white light. You know, it sounds pretty good. Now it's just like, uh, crud, dude, crud. Mm. Get some coffee. I have not enough in here. It's going to burn some of this out for you during our time together. I want to say hello to our listeners on WTWW, our new listeners. The first time I could hear us 
on WTWW, I think was probably Monday night, Monday night, I think, or Tuesday, I don't know. They replayed uh, the Christmas episode, which was uh, last week's show. And uh, apparently we were on the week before, but I didn't hear that one. And, you know, it's kind of hit or miss. I can get in the shack when I can get in the shack and I'm in the chair when I can. You know, I'm chasing these little girls around and, uh, you know, that's my, my, you know, that's my everything, right? Family first. So I, I missed the debut of 100 Watts and a Wire on WTWW Short Wave. However... I did catch the Christmas show, and man, was it nice. I dropped the, uh, the ICOM into AM, tuned up 5085, and here we come. I said, oh, yes. Now, I've been in broadcast radio for a long time, so it's, it's not unique for me to hear myself, you know, played across broadcast entities. It's, that's not a thing, you know, but shortwave it was new to me. You know, it's kind of a completely different thing. It's a completely the amateur radio side uh, coupled with shortwave. It is unique in the in the way that you know Saturday nights they put a block of amateur radio ham radio related topics and shows together. Amateur radio newsline is there. Hap Holly is there. We are there. I guess Ham Nation is there. Maybe Ham Nation is going live uh, at the time. I don't know. Don't listen. But, uh, yeah, so we're proud of that to be there, and it just sounded cool, man. 100,000 watts reaching four corners of the world. Tip my hat to that because the maintenance of that system and running a station and keeping things going, that is expensive. Anybody now and anybody does put together either a YouTube channel or a podcast and uh, they're either good or bad or somewhere in the middle. But to pull off like a broadcast station and the, you know, to do all that sort of thing, man, that's that's it's big. So I admire the fact that the maintenance alone on a shortwave radio station that puts out 100,000 watts. So welcome to our listeners there. And uh, if you want to follow along uh, as you listen, go to 100wattsandawire.com. Poke around. You'll find all sorts of cool things there from our traveling toolkit. You can make a request. Say you're working on a project, building an antenna, you know, making some uh, Anderson power poles. You can request a toolkit and see all the list of what's inside. And all you have to do, you make the request, work on your project, and you end up paying it forward to the next person, maybe 12 bucks to send it off to the next location. You fill out a little, you know, like a QSL card, and you, you just write down in there what project you were working on, and it's making its way across the country. I wonder now if it wants to go international. You never know. Seems like a long time in between... I did record two shows in one week, so I didn't have to um, do anything last week, which was nice. We still had the show, technically, but I didn't have to record it last week, which was cool. And now here we are deeper into this week because of the sickness crud. It feels like it's been forever. I've missed you. 
I asked some folks what they got for Christmas on Facebook. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Naturally, it's cold outside. You want to do antenna work, and I did. I did. I wanted to move my 160 antenna because it's kind of, it was kind of in a strange place. It's not that it was in a tree, so it wasn't that strange, but it was on a limb that I could tell had the potential to snap. It had a strange angle. It was probably the highest I could get this antenna, which was uh, roughly, no, maybe 60 feet, roughly. But one of the legs were pulled back, you know, as it made its way toward the north. It's more of a northwest uh, leg here. And it was like, you know, it's kind of sitting on the trunk of the tree. And I'm out there and I've got time on my hands, right? People are running around doing other things, people being my family. And I'm looking up there and go, what can I do to screw this up? The 160 had not come crashing down. It was doing just fine. And I have to say, you know, why can't I just leave things alone for a while? I'm fickle and finicky and I don't get enough time. And then I get some time. I'm off. It's like, there's a better limb right there. Sure, you're going to lose a few more feet. But it's in the clear. Why don't you move it on over there, huh? Okay. It actually was a great idea. It was a great idea just to move it. I'm in the same tree, but on a different limb, and it's not quite as high. Yet, if I could get it on this lower limb, I'm in the clear. I have both legs not touching anything. It's in, in the clear. It's much better, but it is lower. So what do you want to do, Christian? And for probably a couple of years now, and if you've listened to the show a lot long, there you go. There's some words coming out wrong. If you've listened to the show long enough, you know that 160 is my mistress. Those long legs. Mm. I need a drink of coffee or bourbon would be better at this point, but it's a, it's a work week. Those long legs. Nothing but a problem hanging out there in the tree, and it's just the limbs will come down, the things will fall on it, snap. I've had balance, you know, explode up there during storms and been whipped out of the tree and thrown, you know, 10, 15 yards. Like, what? Where is it? I've had a tree fall straight up from 50 feet above. I'm, I'm talking about hundreds of pounds of an oak limb right down on an end. It's crazy. Doing business in the trees with that much wire, 160, is a giant pain in the dupa. It also brings great rewards for me. And I have to, uh, I love listening to 160 right now. It sounds great. It sounds great. It's a winter band. There's just something about having it up there that I need to have it up there. So anyway, I thought, you know, this will kind of be easy. You're dealing with a lot of wire. That's kind of a pain. And you may have to move your, you know, your anchor spots there a little bit in the trees down below on the other side of the hill. I mean, it runs down a hill you're talking about. I don't know. Was it 130 feet of wire on each leg? Those long legs. Mm. And broadbanded. This antenna was just, oh, I gave it away. It was. 
It was. What happened? We'll talk about what happened to 160. And did I damage those legs? We'll talk about all this next. You're listening to 100 Watts and a Wire. ICOM knows that ham clubs play a big role in bringing ham communities together to learn from their peers and industry leaders. As a way to give back and to help you on this mission, ICOM has launched a promotion exclusively for ham clubs and the ham fest they are involved with. By registering your club, you can win ICOM swag, a Skype presentation, or for your ham fest, an ICOM booth set up at your ham club. Register today for your chance to win. Visit icomamerica.com slash hams. HamFest net registration is open to U.S. organizations only. And PowerFilm Solar. PowerFilm manufactures durable, lightweight, rollable, and foldable solar panels that will take your ham radio setup to the next level, making it more portable than ever before. Visit PowerFilmSolar.com for more information. The Kilo Station again, again, again. Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. You're five nine. Right. Right. I had one of those to Poland not too long ago. A couple of weeks back, I got the old Drake TR7 back on the air. 100 watts out. She actually will give you a little bit more. Oh, I love the Drake TR7. But the operator in Poland was telling me I had too much bass and... Uh, he was barely pulling me out. But of course he gave me a 5.9. I'm like, oh, thanks. Thanks. Thank you. I'll take it. Many of you who have been uh, with 100 watts and a wire from the beginning know that I've had this love-hate relationship with several different things about amateur radio. Uh, mostly love and obsession. 160 is this kind of obsession. I can't put it down for too long. I need to get out there. I need to stare at it again. Those long legs. Girl. Mm, if there was just so many people to talk to on 160, they're there. I don't do nearly enough transmitting on 160 for all of this problem. And some people would say, see, child, what are you doing, man? Do you even operate on this band? You know, what band is the radio on? When you uh, turn it on, eh, probably 40 meters, uh, maybe 75 meter phone, you know, 80 meters. I don't... But 160 has this thing and I've got to uh, I've got to tend to it. I've got to care for it. I've got to check on it because of all the things I mentioned in our opening segment. Falling debris, wind, doing business in the trees. Anyway, this time I shot myself in the foot and gave myself about five hours of extra work. Why? Because I moved it over. It shouldn't have been that long. I took out the old fishing pole and uh, put a heavy washer on the end this time. You know, threw it up over the tree limb that I wanted. It took me a few attempts. It was cold, but uh, I got over the limb I wanted. I'm like, all right, cool. Bring the old spot down, lower it down, and uh, move it over. I'm moving it over maybe 10 or 15 feet to the south. And I'm going to be, you know, not as tall, not as high in the tree. But look, I'm not at optimum height anyway. I'm not. 
I'm not. You need to be way up there, dude, with 160 for this to work. This could be just considered NVIS, you know, or whatever compromise you want to say. But I'm like, you know, forget it. Even if it's at 50 feet and I move it here and it's in the clear, it's better for me. It's better for this antenna overall. I move it over. Things are going well. I go to lift it up. And uh, one leg gets stuck on some fallen branch, right? It's just a little thing. It doesn't take much for your wire to get stuck. You, you find it all the time. It gets stuck on a twig on the ground, and you're like, hey, what's, what's the thing here? What's the problem? It got stuck on a limb that fell. And I pulled it just a little bit, try to gallop it around, you know, kind of whoop, whoop, because you got so much wire. It's just, look, I'm on now. And I'm shaking it like I'm doing double Dutch bust out there, you know, in the city where I grew up in Baltimore. Yeah, I could double Dutch. You don't believe me? I'll see you in Xenia. You you bring the rope. I'll be out there double Dutch. You don't know what double Dutch is. Look it up. And then you get to laugh later. That's one of those delayed jokes. Anyway, man, I pulled this thing and it got stuck. And I go to gallop it again like, what the, what, what's the problem here? All of a sudden, the top of this ballon just breaks free. It's the part where your support rope ties off to. And I got to tell you, everything, it came down. And I was like, I dropped the big F-bomb in the woods. Something you'd see out of a movie. It echoed through the valley. Oh, birds are, you know, like flying off, deer, you know, trampling away. And and I'm like, what happened, man? And the screw that goes into the top of the ballon, the support rope screw, pulled this PVC pipe. It's not even pipe because this was a big jacked up Ballon. I mean, it's big, man. It, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. It, it was an expensive antenna. It was made for me. It has um, had issues in the past, not because of the build. It's built strong. This is the actual material giving way. I didn't pull it that hard, guys. I did not pull it that hard. But there's a thin layer that holds the antenna where it really matters the most, where it's holding it up into the sky. This PVC is very thin, and it just took it away. It dropped it down gently, and I swore. I went over there to pick it up, and I'm like, what happened? And it's just like the bolt. It just broke free from the PVC. I couldn't hang it back up there like this. It had a huge chunk taken out of it, but all the insides are still fine. I'm going to rebuild it. And I had a one-to-one, a really old one-to-one. I'm talking like three, four years old thing that's been up there for a long time. It was sitting in the shed. I was like, I'll go get it. The screws aren't right. I mean, not right in like they're they're not even trying to tighten right now. So I took those long legs. Oh, they were just fine. They were just fine. The weakest point on the antenna was not the wire at all. It was the screw or the bolt and the screw and the bolt that hold the antenna in the air. The support. I didn't even pull it hard. It's something that in the design of these things, the PVC that is being used, 
may need to be reevaluated. I should describe this balance a little bit to you, though. We're used to seeing these one-to-ones that are kind of like, you know, two and a half, maybe three inches round, six to eight inches long, and uh, stop it now. Just stop it. I see you looking at me, asking me, and looking at my hands the way I'm describing this ballon. This one here is probably five inches across, maybe four to five inches deep. So it's a fatter, it's a fatter ballon and across the top. The cap of this thing had a thin PVC, which failed it in the end. The smaller ones, the one-to-ones, the four-to-ones that are smaller, tighter, those are the ones that maybe won't have this kind of issue. This one uh, was a bit more sensitive because it was kind of a custom jacked up version, fatter body, and a softer, softer top, I guess. A thinner PVC than most balance maybe are made. Broke. So I need to rethink that because uh, I want to rebuild it. But I may try something different. I may have to try something different. 160 is back in the air. It is lower. It's on the branch. I intended it to be five hours later and my body much sore. I mean, geez. You know, here we are. We got it back up. 160 is back up there. The signals are fine. I haven't really tried to make a contact, but it's up there. It's a little lower. Again, it's a compromised antenna no matter how you cut it. But at 50 feet, you know, as opposed to 55 to 60 feet, you know. For me, the payoff was, for one, I enjoyed doing it. You know, uh, the braking I could have done without. I wish it would have been a much cleaner uh, install and move. But I enjoy the process of it. Sadly, it broke. The good news is I had what I needed to kind of fix it, get it back up there, even for a temporary. This I consider quite temporary, but in the grand scheme, we're all just visiting anyway, and it's temporary anytime. Any antenna's up in the air, it's probably temporary, especially when you're doing business in the trees. Dig it. So there you go. She's back up there. It looks beautiful with those long legs, but that ballon up there is not its not good. It's old. It's kind of janky, man. It's, it's kind of janky, a bit rigged. It's working. The bandwidth is not as good. Not as good. I, I'm good on some parts, but not as, as much as I was. So I need to really explore what I'm going to do. Probably going to replace it. Bring those long legs in the house. And rebuild this thing, the original ballon, try to make it stronger somehow, and then give it another chance. At least it'll be a redundancy to whatever I decide to go with next. Right now we're temporary, and maybe you and I can make a contact on 160 here and give it a shot. I think it'll be fine. It's just not giving me as um, the broad band that I was accustomed to. And there you have it. In the new year, I got some things I want to do here as we're creeping up on 30 minutes. Good grief. I got to talking, y'all. I didn't think we were going to be doing it too much today. I want to let you know we've got uh, hats now. In the 100 Watts and a Wire shop, we can do hats. I don't own one yet, but it's good to see them in there, and they, uh, they say they can do them. So we're going to check that out, and people are asking for hats. So there you go. Hats are there. We're also going to do the hashtag, uh, the hashtag we are hamily we are hamily get it i've been using that uh in recent months and uh 
I dig it. We're going to do a, a, we'll do a new t-shirt for that. Uh, so look for it there at 100 Watts and Wire in the store, 100wattsandwire.com. I don't even know if we're going to get to, uh, maybe I'll do another show. Maybe I'll do another show and we'll talk about some of these Christmas gifts. I was really curious to see what you guys had picked up this year. You know, what is it that you wanted? For me, it was very simple. I was very excited to know that my 7610 was paid off. That was it. When the end of the year came, ba-ba-boom, done. It belongs to you. Take a drink of coffee real quick. My first and last contacts of 2018. Here's another thing I think we could share. Uh, Mine was Norm, November 9, Mike Mike in Colorado. He was my first contact of 2018. That happened on the first day of January 2018. My last contact was a park on the air. Tom, Whiskey 8, Tango, Alpha, Mike in Michigan was my last contact. I didn't count up the totals. That kind of is interesting, or it could be sad in some ways because I probably didn't work as many stations or park entities or DX long-distance entities as I may have wanted to. But I, I was interested to see who was my first and who was my last. My first love. Sorry, Norm, I'm not going to follow up with that. Uh, November 9, Mike Mike in Colorado. Tom in Michigan. So thanks, guys. It was a great year. I appreciate all of your support. Another opportunity now has come for us to try some things, to learn a few things, and to share these experiences with each other. And I hope that's what you do. Too much division, too much fighting. You hear it on the hand bands. I think it's a, you know, it's a spillover from the political environment, and uh, I just can't let that into my life right now. I'm trying to have some positivity. Posit, say it. Positivity. No, no, no. You said positivity, which is cool. Positivity. Okay? I want that in my life. I want you to try some new things and fail. That's cool. That's all right. I tried something new, and... Cause myself five hours of frustration. Scare the animals. That's okay. I learned some things. And I have some new experiences in my pocket to share with you each week. It's not all about failure and, you know, it's about overcoming. What did we learn? So try some things. Learn some things and share your experiences. Do it on social media and share it with me and I'll give it back out. I've got one final segment I want to share with you. I want to now introduce, since we are here in January, I'm going to use some correspondence this year. And there are so many different shades to our great hobby. I want to share those with you. And so I'm going to put a team of special ops together who are focusing on different aspects, different from what I'm doing, but interesting to me, interesting to me, But maybe I'm not chasing satellites. Maybe I'm not chasing MCOM or disaster communications at this time. However, there are people who are in it and doing it. And I have invited some people on the show, and I will invite others. Today, an introduction to Patrick, Whiskey Delta 9 Echo Whiskey Kilo. He's a satellite guy. So I want you to meet him, and as we go each month, he'll stop in and give us an idea of what he's working on, why he's working on these things, and why he's passionate about satellites. 
Hi, this is Patrick Stoddard, WD9EWK. I've been licensed since 1977, and over the years, I've tried many different facets in amateur radio. In recent years, I've focused mainly on using the amateur satellites, in large part so I can operate despite living in either apartments or in houses with severe antenna restrictions. I can use portable radios, handheld or very portable antennas, and I can operate just as easily at home as I would in a park, on the road, doing demonstrations, and not feel like I'm being shortchanged because I don't have a proper station at home to use. Over the years, I've operated from 19 different states plus Washington, D.C. I've operated from Ontario and British Columbia in Canada, in Baja, California, Mexico, and from locations around Sydney and Melbourne in Australia working satellites with my portable equipment. It's been fun. It's different challenges, but uh, as with any facet of amateur radio, with practice, uh, you can get the expertise to be very comfortable doing this too. Not too long ago, on December 15, 2018, I had an opportunity to work satellites from the deck of the Queen Mary, a museum ship at anchor in the port of Long Beach in California. I had worked satellites from the W6RO wireless room, the amateur radio station on the Queen Mary, in 2016 during a visit. This was the last time W6RO had been heard on the satellites, and since then the satellite station at W6RO had been dismantled. Uh, wanting to try to work satellites from, from the Queen Mary again, I had asked NDEF Buckley, N6UTC, part of the Associated Radio Amateurs of Long Beach, the club that operates the W6RO station, about the possibility of having a satellite activity from somewhere else on the ship, on a deck. NDAF worked with David Aikens, N6HHR, the W6RO wireless room manager, and David worked with the Queen Mary management to get the approval for our recent operation from the veranda deck at the back of the ship. The, the Queen Mary management set up a table for us. NDAF and I brought radios, antennas, and other accessories that would allow us to work satellite passes using FM, single sideband, and packet radio for that day. It was a sunny day, very sunny, uh, comfortable day to be operating radios out in the open, and the W6RO satellite activity was almost like a field day operation. We knew when satellites would be passing by, and we could plan our day accordingly. You know, we made con contacts on FM satellites such as AO92, AO91, and SO50, uh, single sideband uh, linear transponders, uh, AO7 or Oscar7, and FO29. And we even used packet radio satellites with digipeters on the International Space Station and a former U.S. Air Force Academy satellite called FalconSat-3. For the day, we made a total of 50 contacts with stations all across North America, coast to coast, Canada, Mexico, putting W6RO in satellite logs for the first time in a few years, 
and we you know we had fun we had lots of fun uh, David N6HHR considered the operation a wildly successful day he was more than happy to take the logs from our contacts the 50 contacts and add them to the W6RO logbook and there are even some videos of you know some of the satellite passes we worked on my YouTube channel youtube.com slash VA7EWK for 100 watts and a wire, I'm Patrick Stoddard, WD9EWK. I'm looking forward to hearing more from Patrick to learn more about working satellites. Why is it important? Why does it push his button so to get out there and point this antenna at the sky for such a short period of time and listen through the crackle and to make those satellite contacts? Why? It's a great thing to have so many rich layers to this great hobby and significant service. We're going to hear from some of these people and learn about these facets of amateur radio. I appreciate that, and we'll do some more in the coming days. Friends, I hope you have a great new year. I hope Christmas was great to you. We'll explore some of these gifts uh, perhaps in next week's show. But for now, please take care of yourselves, take care of your family, and by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com. 